everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaming Gone Weird, the podcast about everything in all gaming, plus a little twist on the weird games that me and Pete play and that we find all over the world wide web. I am your host, Nick Tanner, the guy who plays video games and sometimes gets reviews out, sometimes he doesn't. But hey, I like to critique him, so that's all that matters. And on my right, I have my beautiful and lovely co-host the man the myth the legend you guys call him ghost stories i call him my best friend big meat pete pete how you doing baby love to see you here oh man never ceases to, to yes to, sir <laughs> I just... <laughs> episode 60 baby big meat pete <laughs> so, come on man he's man. blushing, he's blushing. oh he's man let's get through off. this one you know what i'm saying <laughs> what's up baby how you doing man i took a nap today after work me too um, me I don't take too. naps. Took a nap today. I was exhausted. I was okay, fatigued. so I'm, I'm starting to learn after I get off of work and after I like get well and everything. It's like, bro, do not sit down. Like you sit down, it's GG. It's over. It's over. GG's yeah. in the chat. Yeah. When you hit like, like hit like 25, 26, and you get done with a long, draining day at work, you gonna hit nap mode, whether yeah. you want to or not. It's sneaking up on you, man. It's attacking you, like 100. Hitting you with a 20 piece combo, Spider Man two style. Like, Dude, that's all I gotta say. At, and then you hit your 30s, and it's just like a little warm outside, and you're taking a nap middle of the day. You're like, Ooh, oh it's, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a little too, a little too warm out here. You start better, cool, like, better cool down. I know you're in the nice, cool AC whenever you do your job, but the mm. blue collar man sometimes he has to go out and get that AC or get that get that heat. That heat hits him a little bit. He's working out in the heat, and then it it hits a little bit different because you now now you're working in the heat. You sweat a lot. You coming in the hit the AC as soon as you hit that AC, you out like a light. I do like I do live light. that that pampered office life. Uh, I do a little <laughs> a little field work, but mostly uh, mostly that pampered office life. So that's fair. That's fair. I feel it, man. That, which is confusing because why am I tired? I don't know. What am I doing all day? Typing. I think hurt. it's the donuts, honestly. I think, it's, <laughs> I think the donuts good, really weigh me down. I need a good donut in my life, man. Yeah. I need a good donut <laughs> yeah. in my life. So, Pete, man, like I said, guys, episode number 60, it's like we're 40 more to 100. We're 40 more to triple digits, and that seems like a very reasonable stretch, man. Uh, just so you guys know, Gaming Gone Weird goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. So if you guys want your gamer fixings, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Like, I'll give you guys time. Five seconds right now. Hit the like button. Thank you. Thank you for liking. I appreciate it. Comments, any feedback on the show is really appreciated. And we're going to go ahead and kick it off by asking Pete. Pete, what's the question of the day today, man? Uh, question of the day today, and uh, we'll keep it current. But what what are some of your favorite or least favorite art styles for games? Uh, for example, cell shaded, ultra realistic, uh, the arcade cartoonish vibes. Um, do you kind of like the the two D the two D images, like something way more uh, you know highly colorful, like Ori in the Blind Forest, or uh, something like Limbo, where it's just blacks and whites and grays, uh, but also that two D feel. But I guess just more current. What have you played lately that? The art styles are, you know, what, what are your biggest, uh, you're like, man, this is great. So, okay, this question made me think a lot about a lot of the games that I played in the past. But um, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played is Ghost of Tsushima. And I haven't beat Ghost of Tsushima, but just playing the little bit that I have and just seeing the art style it had. And it was more like of a darker, gory scene to me. But at the same time, like they had aesthetics in the game that made it feel like, beautiful at moments like 
you could ride your horse into certain areas and you saw a lot of the longer grass and a lot of the trees and the leaves falling. Um, and I, I really love that about that game. And it was, it, it was to the point of aesthetic that I really liked too, uh, with like the Japanese culture and stuff like that. Uh, but to kind of go for like more of a simpler answer with the kind of what I've been playing recently. And I've always been touching on this is like the pixel like the pixel retro type feel games like i think sea of stars was one of the most beautiful games that i played this year agreed uh, for games that came out this year um and it doesn't really do something extremely complicated with the graphics or the visuals it's more of just like a retro feel with a lot of bright colors and when the cutscenes hit it has a more animated style and it shows off what it can really do um, but not all of it is like pixel and art. It's more like, like I said, the cutscenes are a little bit different. There's times in the game where I experience where like they wanted to have a fast movement or like a certain like transition in the game. And they can kind of switch off of that style to kind of like show switches and like into the game. Um, another game that kind of had that retro art style. I will say like Dave, the diver, I preach Dave, the diver on this podcast. So many freaking times, guys, like if you guys haven't played Dave, the diver, honestly, you guys aren't experienced like the, the peak of the mountain when it comes to gaming that like Dave, the diver got its flowers, but like, it's not going to get up for game of the year, which kind of stinks. I hope it gets put up for any game of the year. It should be put up for any game of the year. I think it should, but like, I just, I just feel like, like, I, I feel like I'm like the spokesperson for dave himself <laughs> you know what i'm saying um, it's yeah man it's i mean we've we've praised that thing into the ground but that's uh, i stand by that I, and all that stuff's got to be hand it's hand done it has to be whether it be by a pen or, or a mouse or whatever but um yeah that game it should it should be up for any game of the year 100 percent. so i will say like those retro type type style games have been like my my comfort, my comfort game. I even like looked at games like Stardew Valley. I'm like, this game looks very great. And I think I just need to like, just bite the bullet and just start a farm, raise some animals, you know, yeah, yeah. harvest some food. I think it'd be kind of yeah. cool. What about 100%. you, Pete? Uh, I liked Gre- uh, Grease a lot on um, that game. That uh, it looked like watercolors. Maybe a lot of it was watercolor. Right. Uh, all hand drawn. Uh, I think Cuphead is really cool and pretty unique art style as far as games go that I played in the last five <sighs> years or so. I forgot what that art style is called. I guess it's more like I don't want to say it might be no- uh, noir or maybe or it might be called like I don't even know what to call it. Um, I can look it up while you keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that that game was hand drawn um so they had to like old school animation where they had to draw each frame of each character and each move so you know you know you know like those old videos where they're flipping through pages when they're in the disney animation studios and like this is how you make it so so when i looked it up in the research show it's like i i i should have uh recognized this because of the um there was another game that had the same art style it's called um it's called i just looked it up it's called rubber hose style more like a walt disney how you just rubber said. hose style yeah rubber hose i would have never guessed that mm. never in a million years <laughs> uh it has more of that like original like black and white walt disney mickey mouse uh like the way mickey mouse kind of moves with his like arms yeah, yeah. and stuff like that um i guess it's called rubber hose uh there was okay. another game that i was looking at um i did a short on it i forgot what it was called but it looked really cool too we, we i like about it. i like dredge I didn't think Dredge was like anything crazy to look at as far as graphics go, but when the 
the NPC illustrations came on and even their, right. their, uh, their cutscene videos, which were highly animated. It looked like you're watching a show. Um, like they did a really good job as far as all the, all the hand drawn stuff on that one too. Um, but I also like the ultra realistic stuff. So yeah, uh, like, okay. Ratchet and Clank's not ultra realistic, but it, it's almost art. Is it arcadey? Would you call it arcadey? It's kind of hard to explain what like a retro, like a Ratchet and Clank kind of style would be. But it's, I love that. It looked it amazing. Uses, it uses more of new technology to kind of like show off like new visuals and perspective. On like a game, yeah. I guess I was saying, it's using more of that updated technology. It looks more like I wouldn't say re- like I know what you're saying. It's not realistic, but like it, it just looks very good. But they, but they, but because of that style, it to me feels like they don't. It looks almost better because when you're looking at still, when you're looking at when you design like in Baldur's gate, I wouldn't say Baldur's gate is my favorite game graphic wise or art style wise. Cause when you're still looking at a person. You can, you're like, Oh yeah, this is a, a video game. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, because it's kind of a cartoon almost. You're like, right. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. So this looks done. If that makes gotcha. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like God of war, I think that's an amazing looking <clears throat> game. Um, oh, yeah. So I like that style too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Got you. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments below. I know one of these days we do want to have a podcast where we kind of get you guys involved and us, and we kind of go over uh, what we think of these game of the uh, game of the year awards that are going to be coming up. Uh, once we get like nominations and once we get all like the titles and everything that is going to be competing uh, at the game awards, I think we're all going to have a vote. Talk about it from there. So when I get more news about that podcast, I will let you guys know as soon as possible. Um, I do have a weird gaming fact of the day. Pete, are you ready to hear it? Yes. This comes from a very reliable source that I cannot leak. But the weird gaming fact of the day is sharks cannot play Fortnite. Therefore, <laughs> they will never get a victory royale. That is your weird gaming fact of the day. If you didn't know, now you know. They just swim. And they Ch- just <laughs> hunt their prey in real life. They're, they play Battle Royale in real life. So... Now that I humiliated myself, <laughs> why don't we just get into the game? Man, tough crowd. Yeah, tough crowd. No LOLs, no laughing emojis. Tough world. Just L's, dude. No, no LOLs. You th- just you think you, yeah, you think you, know, you think you know your crowd a little too well. Uh, games that are coming out this week that I'm interested in, we have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 that is going to be coming out. Uh, that actually came out yesterday on November 7th. For PS5, Xbox X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, a game called Salt and Sacrifice comes out for the Switch that came out yesterday. Um, like a Dragon, uh, the man who erased his name, that comes out for PS5, Xbox X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And last but not least, a game that we are going to be talking about today that uh, kind of disappointed us, Modern Warfare 3, is coming out in two days uh, for the PlayStation 5, Xbox X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, any games you're really interested in out of that list? Uh, maybe a little bit of Call of Duty or anything? And, uh, probably Skip Cod as per usual. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. What, what, what was the Invincible? Do you know anything about that? No, I haven't done any research on it's that. Cool. Uh, it's cool box cover art, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think like it looks very that, cool. I think yeah. it looks very cool, but not a game I was really looking for on my radar. So yeah. that Nickelodeon All Star uh, Brawl looked kind of cool. 
Um, and it actually got pretty decent reviews. The first one didn't, I don't think it, it did okay, but I just think they didn't keep up with the content aspect of it. But like, I've always thought it would be cool. Like when you have like IPs and you have like the advantage of using like the whole Nickelodeon lineup to make a fighting game, you would think that it would do like very well. You have so many characters in your arsenal. That's why I was very shocked that, um, that multiverses game did very bad because you, when you have like all those characters you could use and you don't utilize them, man, that was such a flash in the pan too. Yeah. Multiverse. I, dude, I remember when that came out and people were, it was like Scooby fighting LeBron. Fighting, yeah. Yeah. Like that was, and they just did, they just stopped adding content. Like it was like in beta for the longest time. It was in beta, but they allowed you to spend money. And then 99% of people just stopped playing. But I think it had like the opportunity to defeat Smash at what Smash does. Yeah. Um, well, they made a second one, so obviously the first one was decent enough. You could only hope, right? You could only hope. <laughs> well, keep making cards. So there you go. Yes, sir. Um, I also wanted to get into more quick news for you guys. If I ever find tidbits like that or like this or. Uh, more in the future when it comes to sales. Uh, I would love to let you guys know on this podcast as well. Uh, but it came across my eyeball that uh, right now Target is doing the buy two, get one free for when it comes to video games. So if you guys have to, uh, if you guys want to collect any hard copies of video games or if you guys want to finish off your collection, get some Switch games that you kind of been like waiting for to, for like a sale like this to come up to get a free $60 game while buying other $60 games or $70 or however much they are. Uh, they do have that sale going on right now. Uh, Black Friday is right around the corner. If I find any more details about anything that is coming out, you guys are going to want to make sure you guys uh, check out the pod for that. But the only thing I know right now is Target is doing the... That's a, that's, that's a crazy games. deal. You know what mm-hmm. game is on that list? You know what game is eligible? Call of Duty. Assassin's Creed. <sighs> do we have to talk about Assassin's Creed Sa- today? Assassin's do we Creed have Mirage. to? Are you that urgent? Like we, It's out of the list. I'm just it's saying. I'm like, just yeah, saying. Assassin's Creed. I snuck one How in there. Assassin's Creed. Have you even played? Uh, that's a great question. One, two. About. Black Flag. What's Assassin's Creed Three? Is it just Irrelevant. called Assassin's Creed Three? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Assassin's Creed game list. Uh, <laughs> what was the one that introduced <laughs> multiplayer? Uh, Assassin's Creed game. That's like a that's such a fifty-five-year-old man thing to do. It's like type in what, like, just say out loud what you're typing in Google. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed game list. <laughs> Dude, how old do you think I am, why man? No, why does no one laugh at my jokes? <laughs> Google. All <laughs> right, all right, we're done here, dude. We're done. <laughs> Fine, fine, fine. I'm gonna get you Mirage for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> please do. That's the only way I'm playing it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> we should have a contest, and if I win, you have to do uh, a review of an Assassin's Creed game of your choice. Of my yeah. choice? Yeah. As long as it's not Valhalla, I'm not paying. I'm not playing like a hundred hours for an Assassin's Creed game. Is that how long it is? hundred. I'd rather be tied down to my chair and drink a lime white claw. <laughs> is it for? Honestly. Is it for real? Hundred hours. Oh, it's long, yeah. Plus DLC, because you're going to make me play the DLC too. So, no, no, no. Base game, base game. You pick whatever it is. If it's the mobile, you should do the mobile version. So you have to play an iPad or something. Yeah, yeah. we're done. I'm doing everything I can to win that. Uh, win that bet. <laughs> All right, getting into the uh, the gaming news. 
news of the day. Uh, one of the things that we did want to talk about, this actually came across our eyes yesterday. Uh, if you haven't been under a rock, or if you have been under a rock, hey, live safe or whatever. But Zelda live action did get announced, and it is coming to the big screens. Now, Nintendo and Sony are both both working on this movie. It is going to be a live action. No cast has been announced yet, and it is in development, but it is going to take a while for this game to come out. My question to you, Pete, mm. are you amped about I am the, amped. Uh, I am Zelda amped. live action? I, I am. Think I, 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 will, I will see it. I'll see it first again, 100%. Okay. I'll go. I, I'll go. I'll grab a large popcorn, too. See, like... Is it? I love going and seeing a good movie. I would go to a movie by myself to go I love watch a movie. I love, I love movies. I will go to. Like, I watch I, movie, yeah. So like, I, I sometimes I feel weird too because like sometimes like I love my wife, but she don't want to see some of the movies I want to see. So it's like I feel like I gotta ask my homies. I'm like, hey, bro, you want to go catch a? Movie? Like what? what? What movies you seeing lately? Go catch a movie. Um, I know me and my boy Raph, we saw the Spider Across the Spider Verse. Uh, mm, we see good movie. Great Very movie. good movie. Um, and then also Spider-Man coming, um, the last Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. into the spot or whatever the, the last Spider-Man time, Tom, Tom Holland movie. Uh, I saw it with my boy Austin homecoming. Yeah. I think that was coming homecoming. home or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it was Spider-Man coming home. Sorry. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I want to, I want to be able to grab a uh, large popcorn. I'll go see the movie by myself, but I'm excited. Uh, but also my question to you though, is is live action the move for Zelda? I, it's kind of been a debate on Twitter, and I feel like we're all excited for the Zelda live. I think we're all excited for a Zelda movie or like a gaming movie in general. Yeah. But when you see the movies like the Super Mario movie do world record breaking numbers, Nintendo, like animated movie, you think that Zelda could kind of come close to that if you animate that, right? I would prefer it be animated. I think I would but, too. But you know what I love about live action? <clears throat> What's that? Let me kick you some. I love live action adaptations of games or animes because everyone is a fan or like they have their they have their precious material. Then live action comes in and complete is just completely terrible. And then we all can share like it's like this virus that each of these great pieces of content get. Right. And then it's like, now we're all sick together. You're like, well, my live action's <laughs> worse than your live action. And then, so now Zelda fans are going to, they're like, hey, Zelda's been great. It's protected. Now it's getting a live action and it'll be horrible. And now they have their thing. You know what I think of like bad live actions? Like, I think of like the One Piece live action. Avatar. Avatar was one of them. There's a horrible. lot of bad ones. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that was like Horrible. I think that was that was like the kickoff of live action. So bad. That was like the kickoff, and like that was what started. Like, oh, we're gonna start doing live action movies. But then, like, everybody voiced out their opinion that like it's pretty bad. But uh, kind of reading through the comments in here, Raph did make a very good point that like, um, sorry, wrong one. Um, the game is already kind of like an animated movie, which I can kind of agree to that because you kind of play Tears of the Kingdom and. Uh, when it comes to the cutscenes and the dialogue, it does kind of feel like you are controlling um, an animated movie for just how good it looks and like the things you can do. Uh, that's what you get with a very well produced and developed game. 
Uh, so I will say that. But like you kind of use that argument for a uh, for a lot of games. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know what uh, what origin they're going to kind of go off for this Zelda series. It doesn't really have that much information about it at all. Um, but I think with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom kind of doing so well, I hope that it's kind of based around that part of Hyrule. And you kind of see like little areas from that and a little bit of like stories and little like uh, side quests and Easter eggs based off of that. Uh, could they go a more nostalgia route and they could go like one of the uh, like the first Zelda games, like once with the 64. Uh, I feel like it has a lot of possibilities for that. Um, I, th- I think the game or I think the movie is going to be uh, it's going to be solid. I think I think it'll be cool. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right away. I'm gonna I'll go watch. first. First weekend is out, regardless of reviews. I'm gonna go watch it. Uh, this is like a world that I'm familiar with, but not. You know, I never went super hard into into Zelda games, and just mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, like I think a, a an Ocarina of Time movie would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, I think my camera froze a little bit. Yeah, um, dude. Uh, I was wondering why you were making these faces at me. I was like, but it it is what it is. I I remember my uh my camera doing that at first. Um, while you're getting that figured out, um, I too many wanna... too many tabs probably. But <laughs> oh man, um, it is what it is. Uh, I was gonna say though, I kind of want to ask you guys in the chat, what do you guys think like casting wise would be good for the Zelda movie? Like, I saw one that somebody was basically saying that like. What if they did uh, Chris Pratt? Like, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. They just grabbed Chris Pratt from the Mario movie. Like, and they just, like, they were just like, That's Link. They just gave him Link. And then, like, they come up with a Kirby movie and he's Kirby or something. Like, they just, like, give him the role for everything. That could be the absolutely funniest uh, thing they could possibly do. I'm thinking um, Peter Dinklage is Link. I think that'd be sick. Okay. So straight from um, Game of Thrones. Tim to, actually so. <laughs> said in chat, I thought this was funny. He said, Jack Black as Ganon. I see no, it. No, no, I see it no, now. No, if no, it's no, not no. Jack Black, make it Dwayne the Rock freaking Johnson. No. Today. Nah. Nah. You can't call do that. Today. Can't make, do that. make Ninja Link. All right. Call it a day. <laughs> no, dude. He's too big. I, I feel like I see Dave Batista playing Ganondorf for uh, Jack Black almost. Who are you hiring for your movie? Are you hiring him or are you hiring Jack freaking Black, bro? You're hiring Jack I'm Black. I'm not hiring Jack Black to play Ganondorf. I would hire Jack Black to Nintendo play. Nintendo would. Nintendo would. Nintendo what's would. The, what's the little... What's Nintendo the little, would. <laughs> what, all right? That's all the, I'm saying. Nintendo would. You, you're talking about I'm yo, not. What are those I'm round not. dudes in the trees in Ocarina of Time? What are those guys called? Oh, are you talking about the ones with the big lips? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stick out the <laughs> I don't know what those I can see him playing like the king of those dudes. But <laughs> you're a hater. You're uh, a hater, man. Uh who would you have play uh what's the little uh what's the fairy's name? The little oh, what's her dude, what's the, I can't remember the name. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Are you talking about Zelda herself? Or are you talking about Navi the Fairy? Navi. Navi. Yeah. Navi? Who would you have play Navi? Also, Jack Black. <laughs> Zendaya. All right. I think you just get instant star power. I, I bet you that's what they do, though. I you need, think you need a couple names. Power. You need a couple names. Big names. I think you're going to get some star power. For I hope movie. it's not if Chris it's Pratt. Long. I don't need Chris Pratt in the, another. <laughs> I'm also not going to be shocked if it's Chris Pratt, though. 
We don't need him, dude. We don't need him in another thing. You know what we also don't need? Switching into another topic here. Uh, Do we need another Call of Duty? Because Modern Warfare 3 is just getting absolutely okay. dunked on by everybody. How confusing are the titles at this point? How many Call of Duty Modern Warfare's have there been? Like separate okay. Modern yeah, yeah, Warfare yeah, okay. titles so I, have there I, been? I guess we can go ahead and kick off into that. Um, Call of Duty, we need to stop with this. Because when you look up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, there's already a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It's so very why, confusing. So why are you point. making me look up another... Like it, It's like getting into the same thing. It's like literally... Call of Duty much. 3 is called like I'm looking up the same title at some points. Um it's Call of Duty 3 it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 but you're you're throwing in maps from Modern Warfare 2. Not the new Modern Warfare 2, the old Modern Warfare 2. Um so if you guys heard or you guys haven't heard, uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 stinks. Shocker to everybody. Um not okay, so to, to kind of get off into everything, I was watching a few reviews and I watched a few gameplays out of it because I didn't pre-order the game so I didn't get the campaign in general. Uh, to kind of kick off anything, if you guys really care about length of game or not length of game, or like, it doesn't really matter to you. Uh, campaign is about three and a half to four hours long. Now that is on average, the shortest time of completion for, uh, Call of Duty games in existence. Uh, the longest being 10 hours, which was Black Ops 4. Um, I also want to throw in that. Basically, all the campaign is is a lot of copy and paste from, like, the Gulag. It's also copy and paste from uh, the maps from Modern Warfare 3, like, the Warzone that are just kind of playable areas within the campaign. Like, Pete, did you end up watching any footage of the uh, the campaign for Modern Warfare 3? Uh, I watched some reviews, and then I watched some, like, side-by-side where they were showing previous campaigns and the current campaign, and they're like, guess which one's which. Uh, I saw a couple of those video like comparisons. So uh, to me, like the last two years of Call of Duty has all just looked exactly the same. Um, okay. Just in terms of everything, almost. I like the the, the most famous clip that I saw was was <clears throat> Doc's clip where he's trying to open the game because he pre-ordered it and it says you already open yes. you already own it. Thank you for go uh, open it here and then he went there and like tried to open it, but it yeah, it's just not it's not good. Thank you for bringing that up because I was supposed to bring that up, but a lot of people are saying that this is Modern Warfare 2 DLC, and the only reason I say that and I can agree with that is because at first I don't like to... I've always hate when it comes to gaming debates, and I always see this a lot because I'm on Twitter and I have nothing better to do with my life, uh, but I get on Twitter and I see a lot of people kind of go at each other and go at these games like Spider-Man 2 that say like, okay, this game is just a uh, DLC. It's just a DLC of the original game, which is like total BS, and you probably shouldn't label a game like that. The only reason I'm kind of doing it here is the mere fact of in order to play the Modern Warfare 3 campaign, it makes you open up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, click on the Modern Warfare 3 campaign ad that it promotes in Modern Warfare 2, then it closes Modern Warfare 2, opens up the Modern Warfare 3, and then you're able to play the campaign. So it's a big wraparound to have to go ahead and play that uh, that Modern Warfare 3. It's honestly just a big... The big titles time. are so confusing, the launcher doesn't even know what to open. It doesn't even know this what it's doing. This is the problem. And right. I think they just took Modern Warfare 2, reskin the loading screen to Modern Warfare 3 assets, and just called it a day. And 
I know probably Activision and Blizzard. This isn't an excuse. They might have been going through a lot of stuff, probably with the acquisition of Microsoft. They may have been like going through some stuff or I don't know what they were doing, but like it it's so hurting to see the 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 franchise that I love that really got me into like FPS shooters and really got me into playing my 360, getting a PS4, getting a like Xbox One, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it's starting to like crumble because this franchise is it stinks. All right. It stinks, man, and it sucks and mind you I haven't bought a Call of Duty to play the campaign in a very long time. So, who, really, who? Some people may care, some people may don't. I think it's kind of weird how like we are all focused on the campaign right now when we know like the true bread and butter for Call of Duty is we want you on Warzone, we want you to pay, get these bundles, <clears throat> play the multiplayer, grind your guns, balance like balancing stuff like that. I understand that. But when you also come off of Modern Warfare 2 last year being a eight hour campaign, and then you come to this one and make it three hours, a third of the length of your other campaign, it just really doesn't make sense on a gameplay strategy side. Yeah, you get a an interesting it's like people complain, they say all the time, and, and social media maybe isn't the best measure, but they say, Why are you spending time and resources into the campaign? Nobody cares about this. Fix your multiplayer. And then they go, okay, well, then they release a short campaign. I don't know how good it is. Uh, I don't think that it is. It's definitely not being received well. If it was a three to four hour campaign, but it was really engaging and cool, uh, I, I bet they wouldn't be getting complaints. But if it stinks and it's and it's the shortest one ever, um, then you, you kind of lose on all fronts there. Uh, but people are going to go, like the same people who are complaining that they're not investing enough t- resources into the multiplayer um, are now, are now the ones complaining the campaign is too short. And you're like, you were never going to play that anyway. You were yeah, never going to put, you pre-ordered it to get access to multiplayer. You're never going to touch the campaign anyway. Right. Why do you care? Why do you care? I think it's, I think it's a very, I would like to see a poll of who actually like played the campaign in Modern Warfare 2. I feel like not numbers are probably very low. You know what I'm saying? That's why like, I kind of don't like the nitpicking of it, but it also is you're kind of taking away from an audience who does like to camp- play the campaign. Like my dad, I remember watching my dad. He had Call of Duty 4, and he instead of playing multiplayer, he played the campaign. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he Now those people do. are getting shafted. Right. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The, the older pe- audience, like yeah. the old heads, you know, that may have like, I don't want to get into a sweaty lobby of a skill-based matchmaking game. Right. I, might, I might as well just play the campaign because – the Call of Duty campaigns, especially World at War, they used to be badass. They used to be great campaigns. They used to have some sort of story to it, a lot of dramatic effect, a Dude, lot World of at good War, scenes. Black World Ops campaigns mm. were so good, mm. so Bro, good. Get me, get me hyped up. Even right Modern now, Warfare 2019 was great. That was a great campaign. Yeah, uh, I played that one on stream. Like that mission where you're the little the little girl trying to escape the mercenary in your house. Yep. You're like run through that. It's like this is crazy. I've never Modern seen anything War- like this. Modern Warfare 2, the 2009 one, that had a really good campaign when you had Ghost. Everybody yeah. was sad about when Ghost died, man. Rest yeah. in peace. I think it was a fake death. I'm not for sure, but I th- or he did die. It was one or the other. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It, it was those campaigns that really highlighted and really like wanted you to play the campaign. I really don't think they're focusing on it now. Um, it's just... <sighs> I, I think they, they just failed to make a decent campaign so anyone who pre-ordered just to play the campaign they're getting shafted and then like none of the multiplayer people care 
So no, I don't. They they never they didn't play it before. If they did, they didn't finish it. So all those people, I, I don't. You they don't actually you don't actually care. You don't actually care about this. I also think they probably took up an L for the reason. Like I know they wanted to do it to maybe get like good feedback and say like, oh here you go, you can play this early. But they probably just shouldn't have released the campaign at all. Like I think right. they should have just like waited to the game drops, and I think they would have just snuck by all this. You release the campaign a week early before your game drops, and that's the only thing you could play, and people are just itching to play the new Call of Duty because, right, like, right. what's new? <laughs> and they get, like, this is what you get for, like, a what's new? Nah, they ain't, they ain't letting us that, that's, that's a great point. That's actually – I think you just, like – That makes I, a lot of sense to I me. I think if I was at Activision and I made the decision, I would just be like, nah, I'm going to just slip this under with the actual multiplayer. Sneak and it just, in like, there. And, like, but, the very yeah. few that touch it that don't know how to use keyboards because they're probably older heads won't put bad reviews up. Like, <laughs> I think that's they wouldn't know where to go right exactly they'd be like that was just like underwhelming for 70 Mm dollars um and i think your campaign shouldn't be any less than 10 dollars an hour so i think i think if you're charging 70 bucks it should be seven hours yes sir let me know what you guys think down below are you guys gonna be getting the new call duty i know a few people that are man but like let me know if you're watching live or after the fact if modern warfare 3 is up your alley uh, getting into something that is a Pete's Alley, um, <laughs> they did announce that Assassin's Creed Red is going to be using a protagonist that actually exists in real life. So I thought this story was very cool when Pete shared this with me, and I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit deeper. And the bottom line is that they're using this based on a real-life African, African samurai called Yasuki. Um, it, it's understood that the, at the beginning of the game, there are going to be two characters as the female protagonist and a male protagonist. Y- Yasuki is the one based off the, uh, the real life African samurai. And then they have, uh, I'm going to butcher this really bad. I think her name is Nao. Um, but they're also fierce enemies, which I don't really understand how like that kind of comes into play. But I, I, I really think that the whole um, topic that you brought into life of the, uh, the real, person being a game based off of is very cool man like um how do you feel about it i think i i think it's, i i always thought that that ubisoft did a, a decent job at doing i mean who knows how historically accurate but building worlds from history i always thought they were really solid they had to be because you're doing you know all these games that take place a long time ago uh in real places so to first of all i didn't know it had taken this long for them to actually use real real characters Mm-hmm. um like any kind of real assassin but maybe that doesn't line up with any of the lore at all mm-hmm. uh i think this is great i think this is a great way to honor the the series and uh you know who knows how accurate historically accurate it's going to be um uh, doubtful but uh i i wonder how they do they have to get some kind of rights to the namesake does anyone own rights to the namesake uh the family maybe uh maybe because it had to be someone who passed i'm guessing it had to be that far back so yeah. i don't even know how that would be for right purposes maybe maybe it's too far maybe maybe maybe, this, maybe yeah. they maybe they reached out and they said do you care if we do this and maybe family or and like somebody in that bloodline was like yeah or something right. um or Maybe it just doesn't matter because it's just very, very well in the past. It's yeah, yeah. but um, I, I think it's cool, man. I think it also allows them to, to create extra content. Like they could do, um, you know, on release, they could release like a, a, a history video, you know, like a twenty minute video on YouTube or something like the history of the the the, the actual individual. And, right, 
And there's some, there's some cool possibilities there. You could do more research about the character b- before you actually play the game too, and kind yeah. of learn the backstory and the history of like why this person is so interesting to where Ubisoft decided they wanted to make like a game about it. Uh, I think that's I think that's totally very cool. I can't think of many other games that uh, have that or drew that inspiration from somebody of a historical nature as like a actual samurai in yep. the past. Um, are you is, is is samurai or um, I'm sorry is Assassin's Creed Red going to be a game that you uh, are you going to keep your eyes on because I think Assassin's Creed and that like samurai like Japanese type like game I think it's going to be something that I I look into big time because it's, yeah. It's I something haven't that... played Assassin's Creed in a very long time, and honestly, I'm not. It's... I haven't been really peaked to. Right. It it's something that the the fan base has asked for for a long, long time. My only worry is that the like the ninja aesthetic has been. There's a lot of ninja games. Overused. So like, so like how do you? Because like. You're in Assassin's Creed of old, you know, Black Black Flag, for instance. You felt like a real assassin in that setting where maybe assassins didn't really exist. But this feels like this aesthetic of like, yeah, there's ninjas in Japan. You know, there's assassins in Japan. We've seen that before. So how do you make it very Assassin's Creed, but also... Like, oh, this is just another game where you play a... a you know what I mean? Does that make if, sense? I feel like if anybody can do it, it would be Assassin's Creed because, like you said, you brought up, like, Black Flag. You bring up Valhalla where they did the Viking aesthetic. They brought up the Viking theme. Black Flag was more of, like, pirates. And I feel like they've done it in the past to where, like, they can kind of pull it off just due to the fact that um, it's, like, a whole different universe to them. But it ha- kind of has the same sort of style of, like, you're an assassin. Your ancestors were assassins. Go ahead and get memory to, like, figure out about your ancestors and to learn more about your past. Um, I think with having that method, they have the capability of doing whatever they want. Sure. Um, I also think that, like, this might be Assassin's Creed's one of their last chances to kind of get people into the franchise. Because if you can't make samurai or, like, that, like, Japanese-type style work, then your game is kind of cooked. Because, like you said, it's very popular to make a game like that. Yes. So if you can't make it work, then nobody's going to really trust your franchise again. And how do you, and how do you do it differently? Because there's like these, these settings have been done so much. So how is it, how is it different from you running on rooftops and having, you know, sure. You know what I mean? Like how, how is it, how's it going to be different? How are you going to make it? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little worried, but um, it's the setting that everyone's been asking for. So, you know what? Let's make a pack. Oh, sorry. Other hand, let's, uh let's buy the game. All right. We're okay. buying the game, all right. No matter, no matter what, let's buy the game, okay? All right. Seventy bucks gone, Jimmy. We're gonna need a raise. Yeah. Getting into our next topic, <laughs> Jimmy. We're gonna need some more money to play. He's like, games. see me in twenty twenty five, man. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> see me in twenty twenty six, man. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> Getting into our next topic, uh, a topic that I thought was very cool. Um, Parents and teachers are starting to rethink the possibilities of involving their students in more esports around the world. Uh, now that teachers and parents are starting to see that uh, money is starting to become big, it's starting to turn in full time jobs due to content creating and to being very good at video games. Parents are starting to think, "Hey, why not let my kid play video games all day if it's a possible outcome of a 
future for my kid. Pete, how do you feel about the uh, the story of this coming out? Uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, we this is something that we've been fighting for since you know we could put a sentence together. Like it wasn't a waste of time. Um, you need something competitive for people who can't compete in uh, traditional sports. You know, football, basketball, soccer, track right. and field type of thing. Uh, and it's going to get to the point where like gaming is going to be a top, like a top, it's got to be like a top five revenue generating event um, because you can watch from anywhere. It's way more accessible, um, to professional. Like, do you think it's easier to go pro in, a, in an esport than a, yeah, I think so. So I did do research Okay. And it did, it has came out that gaming and esports make more money than like books. They make more money than <laughs> just like book, just all you know, books. Like, you know, like yeah. writers, like people who sell books. Yeah. Um, I think it just does under like movies and shows. Okay. Okay. So, so it does very well. It's like one of the top two, like top two, top three, like revenues when it comes to mid, like media, digital media. I. Dude, I mean, if they can, if esports can solidify themselves at colleges, hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm talking. I am, I am sick of Tim. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Pres- I'm sorry, I had to cut you off for that, bro. This oh, man, Tim. Good. This, these members, these members are getting yeah. out of pocket. All right, <laughs> talking about Chris Pratt. Look, hold on, hold on. I need my members. Can you guys? Uh, is there? Do you guys get emojis or something? Do you guys get anything? Can you guys put like Pete's face in the chat or something? Let me know. Pete, go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. Uh, if they can, I know there's already collegiate teams for stuff like Rocket League. I th- I think maybe Counter-Strike has some collegiate teams. But if esports can work their way into all of the colleges in the United States, uh, and it's not going to be hard to prove that it it doesn't cost money, you just get them a, a LAN room. You get them one big classroom and hook up a bunch of high-speed. You know what I mean? Uh it's way cheaper than to for any for the, than the facilities they need for traditional sports. But once I think in the U.S., if you can if you can solidify it in the in the colleges, uh, it really starts to take off right. because you're you're given there's a lot there's way first of all there's way too many colleges in the United States. But if you can get all these little colleges, all these little schools that don't have any money for sports and all they need is a classroom, uh, you can have a small group of people generate a ton of money for your university by being good at esports. Uh, a Rocket League team is what four people plus a coach, maybe yes. like three players and a sub. You know, and if but, you can give us, if you can give so, ten thousand dollars to each person, and they if they win a tournament and make half a million, it's like that investment's crazy. So, the first few things I do kind of think about before I go ahead and like kick off any of your topics, mm-hmm. like you said, sports. Uh, when I think of sports, I think of like people in a room and people in an area that have the same goal, same likes, dislikes, same like they're they're there because they love the passion for the game. You're making friends right off the rip from starting a club, starting even if it's more than just a club. Maybe it's more of like a serious thing. Like you said, maybe there's tryouts to try out for the eSport team or maybe they just let everybody in. Uh, But just investing or maybe just like if you're a kid that goes to high school or maybe you're – maybe older in college, but maybe I'm kind of, I'm starting like earlier. I'm starting like, let's say high school. Uh, try and see if you can find a way to get your team or get your school to maybe like write a letter. Maybe you and a group of friends write a letter to the school and say, 
this is what we can bring to the table for an esport team and the possible outcomes of, like you said, Pete, winning a tournament. If you invest the 5,000 bucks, get a few PCs, get a few chairs, uh, bring someone in to coach, you bring in these, like, these assets for possibly a bigger outcome. Plus, you're like, you're giving kids a safe space. Like, I know I'm kind of getting more deeper into it. You're giving kids a safe space. Like, maybe some kids, it's hard for them to make friends, or maybe they can't find, like, people that have the same interests, and you're getting them in the same room, and you're saying, like, hey, I like Valorant. You like Valorant. Let's play Valorant together. Or let's, it, it's, it's just like sports. It's just like going out there and playing football and competing against another team. You're just right. doing it with a mouse and keyboard. Um, I, I do also want to say, like, I kind of, like, I kind of think it sucks that it's starting to get realized now from parents because it's like, oh, it's 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 a big deal and it's fine because now you can make money from it. But it's like me being a father on my own and me watching my kid play Minecraft. I've never had a problem with him being on the game. Now, granted, it's like, okay, pick up your room, do your chores, which he's four. What chores do you have as a kid? You know, just don't ruin too my many stuff. too many don't ruin my stuff right you're doing good in school you're polite you eat your food bro hop on the game he plays minecraft and it's creative for him as well um so like i think video games are more of an outlook than just being like okay an esport team we could just bring in money like oh okay yeah, yeah my son can make some money off of this we cool it's like it's it's which that. happens which happens it, it's that but it's also more i think teachers and parents need to also look at the the outcome of like uh there's the online you meet you meet people online you meet your friends online i met you online through a video game you know what i'm saying like True. this is like this is what happens when you let your you allow your kid to do that um but i think this is just an all-around w i like that they're going to bring this more and i hope teachers and maybe like what would it be print not principals but uh maybe like administrators of like school districts and schools they really look into like how much could we invest to have an open room that we could fill with computers bring in people to sign up play games and it could even be like you could have multiple games like let's like even if you wanted to do like a valorant team a rocket league team you want to have multiple teams it's like go ahead try out some people could go you get the lab for this day they get the lab for that day um you guys could practice offline whatever uh transportation whatever you got to pay for that because obviously you got to drive to these tournaments but i think it'd be good well a lot actually a lot of these times a lot of these tournaments are just like online you could just go to the school. Right. You don't have to. That's what I'm saying. You don't have, there's no travel costs real. Really? There's no travel costs. Unless you make Um, it to like a big time event and then it's like, okay, but I'll tell you, man, watching collegiate rocket league, because they've been doing this for a while, like to watch ASU versus Oregon. And it's like, it's rocket league teams. Like just that that's fun to watch. Just like college football is fun to watch. Even if you didn't go there, it's like, it's fun to watch (laughs) like, you know, no name state, versus florida but because it's esports they're on an even playing field in collegiate football for example they are not on an even playing field the money just doesn't match up but it does like all you need is a computer you know what i mean so i think it comes down to the individual player more than the the program and it comes down to also to so like we talk about like gaming and esports uh just the fact that you could like compete in tournaments like with other high schoolers what if it gets deeper than that? 
what if it goes to like big Call of Duty teams are watching these high school kids? He's like, oh, this kid's like seventeen. This is a prodigy in the making. Right, right, right. Then you start recruiting kids. It opens up more opportunities when you think yeah. of like the NFL. Watching kids play in college. Okay, we could develop him, bring him into the big leagues, pay him some decent money, and like make change his whole life around due to like something that they've been working on and crafting their whole freaking life. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, I loved <clears throat> seeing this topic. I, I just really wanted to bring it up. I think it's a very passionate it's thing. It's great. I love it, man. It, it all changes when money's being made. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's when people come around. They go, when their kid comes home with a $10,000 check, and you're like, Oh, that's okay. Now it makes sense. Uh, right. Unfortunately, that's what it takes, but that's kind of what it takes sometimes to make changes for old heads. Yeah, I think I think yeah. this generation is starting to get more. Plus, you have millennial parents, like millennials having kids, and their kids are like hitting that what ten year old range, maybe I don't know. Um, and so they get it because they grew up with games, whereas like our parents did not necessarily. So it's, I feel like there's a lot more friction there. I always played video games. My dad played a lot of video games, but he played a lot of Madden. And I know that sounds very ironic, but um, my dad always played Madden, so I wanted to play Madden. And mm. um, that's kind of what kicked off my love for gaming, too. Um, before we had Call of Duty, we had PlayStation 2s, we had NCAA, we had Madden. Um, it was like... Hey, Dad, me and my dad, we sit down in the living room on the floor, sitting on the floor in front of the TV, um, making dynasties. Like, I did a dynasty for Virginia Tech, and I was like, hey, Dad, I need you to help me recruit. You come help me recruit. And it was like kind of like a bonding thing. So, yeah, that's uh, cool. But um, my dad was pretty accepting about me playing video games, except when my grades started slipping. He was like, yeah, you got to hop off. <laughs> um, but I, I really, I really do yeah. – as you can tell, I'm dumber than a bag of rocks. So, yeah, you can tell why my grades were slipping. True, 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 true. True, true, true. <laughs> true. So, blue collar worker. True, true, true. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it, man. Come on. My forehead. That might have something to do with it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm glad that's getting accepted more for sure. Um, Getting into one of our... Uh, final topics of the day um kind of a funny topic and this kind of like leads into uh weird news uh pete was like very adamant about talking about this uh so i was like oh yeah for sure we'll bring it in there pete don't worry dude, what a hater dude what a hater like, if you don't put it in the show we are not going to talk about it uh but i do have a lot of bad news for you Baldur gate three speed runners and we are talking about the uh the, the sex speed run in Baldur's Gate, it did actually get patched with the newest patch in Baldur's Gate. How does this make you feel, Pete? Are you very oh, man. It's just it? a major hit to the community. Uh, we're all just, we're lighting candles at the visual. <laughs> Don't do the tentacle picture. Uh, you know, big hit to the speed running community, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, to to kind of give it a little bit more perspective, you guys don't know about Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate 3, they do have a community within the game, and they speed run the fastest possible way that you can have sex in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, the patch insinuates that you cannot have sex in the uh, world record-breaking time, which is a minute 58. It has been patched, so it does take a lot longer than a minute 58. It's a good um, time. That is actually very impressive time. <laughs> a minute 58... Like that is like, 
Like I, I am in shock to how fast that actually. A minute fifty eight. Like, is that easy? Is that <laughs> is that gravy? Like, I need to. Like, oh man. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really affect me at all, but I do think it is a topic up for discussion. That I, I, I do. You think that Baldur's Gate, like the developers at yes. uh, Larian Studios, do yes. you think they did this on purpose? You think they were like? I think like, they knew exactly what was going to happen the moment they released it. <laughs> I think they know their fans very well. I don't do think, think they think care at fun- all. Do you think that's funny they though that they know about this community? They know about like the. Uh, they the know it's a bunch running. of weirdos and freaks, and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> we know," but that's our like that's us, you know. That's they're us like, too. No! <laughs> no one at the table. Said we should, like, hey, we should nerf this or like, you know, it's a. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Studios is sitting at the round table. They're like, I'm gonna have to bring something across you, boss. <laughs> this has to get patched now, now. He's like, he's like, he's watching the video. He's like, a minute fifty eight. He's like, oh god. He's like, I can beat that. I can beat that. <laughs> a minute fifty eight. He's like, oh, that's not very <laughs> Dude, <it's> lore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So they're not reading the. You know the commentary? They're not reading the, the subtitles. You're telling me no. they're not worried about the story? Like, no. no, boss. <laughs> no, no. no, boss. This is what they've been doing. Also, this character can jump over whole mountains. Uh, we should probably patch that too. <laughs> Instead of patching the actual like the stuff that people like care about, why don't we patch the stuff about people jumping over mountains? Like, yeah, it's a bit much. It's, no one, no one checked that one out. Skipping yeah. cutscenes and everything else. Not a very good look whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very, very sad news. <sighs> um, with that being said, that has been the episode 60 of Gaming Gone Weird. Uh, before we sign off, before I kick it off to Pete, um, I do want to say again, thank you guys all for being here. We do appreciate it. Again, I'm going to ask you guys nicely and kindly, if you guys can leave a like, please do so. It does help us out tremendously, show that we're doing a great job. And we take a lot of time out of our days to... Uh, Write notes, do research, give you guys the best possible news possible, like a um, Baldur's Gate 3 nerfing the sex speed run. Um, this is the kind of content you're going to get here, guys. Um, yes. This is the, the top-level, top-notch, high-tier content you're going to get from Gaming Gone Weird every single Wednesday. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Yep. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, sub if you guys don't want to miss us. Uh, know Your News also has other shows like Out of Bounds where they talk about sports. They have uh, Know Your News where they talk about just like crazy and weird, obscure news that you probably never heard about. Uh, I was on one of the shows where I talked about uh, caterpillar poop, and I felt very uncomfortable. But <laughs> at the same time, it was a very good show. Pete, you were on a show. What was one of the weird topics you talked about? Uh, we talked about um, <laughs> we talked about uh, sex toys from ancient times. Oh, so, like an Egyptian, you know what? I'm not even like Roman, like Roman times. Like, Roman uh, times. Yeah, that was my first intro to Know Your News. I was like, oh, yeah. my name's Peter. I'm hoping to be on your show one day. Then I mean, you saw, that going, about to, that, you saw like, that going to the store back <laughs> in the day, though. So, like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so thank you guys for episode 60. Next episode, episode 61, we're going to be talking about Chris Pratt, the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete, go ahead and sign us off, man. What are you working on? What you doing, man? Uh, and what are you going to have for breakfast tomorrow? Go ahead. Um, you can find me at Ghost Stories Gaming and not Ghost Stories on all things social. Uh, I post daily on my YouTube, be it shorts, 
uh, Know Your News content. I'm currently in a uh, Let's Play uh, with Jerry's on Resident Evil 5. First time ever playing a Resident Evil game. So uh, stay tuned for, we've done two episodes so far, a lot of short form content and uh, weekly podcast with creators. All on YouTube and uh, you know Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. Definitely a good watch, man. Make sure you guys check out Ghost Stories at his Twitter at not Ghost Stories for everything not Ghost Stories. Um, my name is Ben. My my name has been Nick Tana. Uh, my name is Nick Tana. Um, thank you guys all for being here. If you guys want to check out more of me and what I'm doing offline, you guys can check that at my Twitter down below for everything I'm doing update wise and what game I'm playing. We just got done with Super Mario Bros. Wondered, which I will be reviewing on here. I was going to do Spider-Man 2 review. We just didn't get into it with a lot of the interesting topics that we had. Hopefully next week we talk more Spider-Man 2 and everything upcoming news. Um, and I will also give you guys a Super Mario Bros. Wonder review. If you guys want to see a more in-depth review where I criticize and critique everything about Spider-Man 2, make sure you guys go to my YouTube at you love Nictana. For everything that I talk about gaming, I do indie games. I do great games like we did. Like I said, we did Sea of Stars, Spider-Man, Cocoon. Uh, a really good one was the Bayonetta one. I did two videos on that, and I hopefully want to get Bayonetta 1 and 2 done. Uh, so if that piques your interest, go check it out. Uh, with that being said, this has been Gaming Gone Weird, your podcast for weird news and gaming topics. Other than that, be safe. Tell somebody you love them. We'll catch you guys for episode number 61 next Peace. week. Later, Gators and Sharks who can't play Fortnite. If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.